0: What's up, guys? Jeff Cavaliere, ATHLEANX.com. So The only thing that could kill a great exercise is making a big mistake while performing these great exercises. Today, I want to cover seven of the best exercises that you could be doing and should be doing, but show you how to make sure you're not making these common mistakes along the way. What are we talking about? Guys, again, the exercises that work. The squat, the deadlift, a lying tricep extension, a barbell row, an overhead press, an ab wheel rollout and a lateral raise for your shoulders. All of these are common exercises that you're going to see if you go into any gym today. Lots and lots of people doing them. However, you're likely also to see the very same mistakes I'm showing you here today. I'm going to knock them out one by one, show you what you should be doing instead, and make sure that you're avoiding these common pitfalls. So let's kick it off here with one of the bigger lower body exercises, and that is the squat. And As a matter of fact, it's going to have something very much in common with the other big lower body exercise, the deadlift, which I'll follow this up with. With the squat here, guys, see if you can notice the difference between these two squats. One of them may look right to you and one may not. If you think that the one where I'm overextending is right, then you need to fix that. See, a lot of people think that when they get to the top of the squat, especially when they want to. Get overactivation of the glutes or feel a really good squeeze in their glutes, they really try to get into hip extension. But what you're doing there is really not providing any additional benefits for the squat. If you think about how your body is loaded, it's loaded from the top down. We call it axial loading. And what you're doing there is you're doing a translation move side to side. So you're not affecting the fact that the weight that's on your body is loading you downward and you're just carrying that weight side to side. You're not loading that additional extension. What you are doing, however, is placing additional shear stress on your lumbar spine that's not necessary. What you want to do when you do the squat is what I showed you on the other side. You want to make sure that you come straight up and down. And Not only are you going to be saving your back, but at the same time you're going to be having a more efficient movement pattern. Because the squat should be executed on a straight bar path, up and down. And You can see that that is possible when I'm not moving. My body and translating it front to back. So become more efficient in the movement, save your back at the same time, and you're gonna be making sure you get this right every single time. Okay, next up is the deadlift, and as I mentioned, guys, it's the same problem happening here. We tend to try to overextend the lift at the top of the movement with very little extra benefit for the exact reasons I just laid out here on the squat. Your loading is still up and down. Right, the bar is subject to gravity and the forces are acting straight downward. Having this translation force front to back is not giving us any extra benefit. As a matter of fact, once we've lifted the, the weight up out of the hinge and gotten to a straight vertical position here, leaning back anymore is not giving us any extra benefit. As a matter of fact, it's giving us the same detrimental effects that the squat was in terms of shearing on the spine. What we want to do is get to vertical. A lot of times what people will do is actually they'll try to trick themselves into thinking they've actually completed the rep. They'll take it from here, they'll get up, they're not even there, they're still not cat back posture, and then they do this and they come underneath, which is a posterior pelvic tilt, but still not even in full hip extension. They're deceiving themselves by leaning backwards to think that they're lifting the bar up even more and thinking that they're completing the rep. That's not the case, guys. Make sure that you finish the rep by going into full hip extension, completely vertical, stop there, and go back down for your next rep. Okay, exercise number three is not a big lift, but it's no less popular as you see people using this every day in the gym, and it's the ab wheel rollout. However, they're turning this move into something it's not supposed to be. They're turning it into a hip flexion and extension movement. We're not trying to train the hip flexors here, guys. We're not necessarily trying to train the hips at all. As a matter of fact, what I want to do is I want to take my hips out of the movement. This is an anti-extension ab movement. I'm trying to prevent the overextension of my spine as I lengthen my body out. because We know as I lengthen the moment arm I'm going to be more subject to the force of gravity, more subject to wanting to cave in my lower back and let my abs give out and bring me down to the ground. That's what we're trying to fight. So it doesn't have anything to do with our hip flexors. As a matter of fact, we want to get our body out there, lock it in, and then try to curl in through flexion of the spine and then back out to a neutral position to avoid overextension. So Take your hips out of it. If you find yourself rocking back and forth, you're doing it wrong. Get your butt in one position, try to keep it in one position, and then let the upper body do the rest of the movement out and in the entire time. Exercise number four is one of the better tricep exercises you could do, as long as you're doing it. Right, and it's the tricep extension. Now, you can do this either with an easy curl bar or you can do it with dumbbells like I'm showing you here. The key is how you're performing the lift. And the key is actually where you are starting and stopping the movement from. And I feel like a broken record when I talk about the force of gravity, but when we're lifting dumbbells and lifting weights in general, most often we are fighting the force of gravity, which is what makes it so damn difficult. What we have to understand though is when our arms or whatever the moving part is parallel to that force of gravity. We don't have nearly the work being done on those muscles anymore, and then we're not subjecting our body to the same amount of stress. And When we're trying to build muscle, we want to subject ourselves to stress. That's why it's so uncomfortable. However, you can see in this first version of the tricep extension here, when I extend my arms all the way straight up over my body, like many, many, many people do, it's actually very, very easy here at the start and stop of the exercise. I could stay here for a long period of time if I wanted to. Not the case when I make this slight shift of the elbows backwards. Start and stop all of your reps on this exercise with your elbows angled backwards from vertical by about 20 to 30 degrees. Instantly, I now have to fight to hold those dumbbells up against the force of gravity because it's no longer acting straight down on my arm, it's acting down on my arm at an angle as you can see here. That makes all the difference. Subjecting the triceps to a lot more tension on every single rep, over time, set after set is going to have a bigger benefit to you and a better benefit on your triceps in the long run. Make sure you get this right, guys. It's a very quick and easy change to make. Okay, moving on here, guys. I always say it's impossible for me to separate the physical therapist from the strength coach when we look at exercises because we know if we do them incorrectly, the repercussions will mount up quickly. So, what we're looking at here is a popular shoulder exercise that is done wrong so often, probably because it even has its own catchphrase, and that is pour the pitchers when you do the exercise. You do not wanna pour anything, guys. If anything, you wanna try to unpour what you're pouring. Why? Because when we get to the top of a lateral raise, if we are letting our pinkies get higher than our thumbs, i.e., pouring a pitcher, an imaginary pitcher of water, what we're doing is we're putting our shoulder into internal rotation with elevation at the worst time possible. Especially realizing you don't need to do that to adequately stimulate the shoulders. What you want to do instead is the opposite. As your arm comes up to the side, you want to make sure that your thumb stays higher than your pinky. It's not a dramatic move, but what we're doing is we're taking inside the shoulder joint an internal rotation moment and we're turning it into an external rotation moment. That is something that is critical because that little extra amount of space clears room for the glenohumeral head inside the socket to get up there without likelihood of impingement. You don't want to try to risk impingement. I know there's different types of acromion, there's different types of bone structures that would allow some to get away with it more than others. However, when you're going to rack up rep after rep after rep, hopefully year after year after year in the gym, make this small change, guys. I promise you the benefits will be well worth the change in slight positioning here. Okay, guys. Moving on now. We're back to the bigger lifts. and In this case, the overhead shoulder press. And Once again, guess what? I care about your shoulders. Why? Because we can make one small change on this exercise and reap all the benefits that this exercise provides as one of the best upper body exercises we can do without the detrimental effects that come to the shoulder joint by doing it incorrectly. And How are we going to do this incorrectly? How are we going to screw up our shoulder joints here? By going too wide on the bar. And What does that have to do? It's not necessarily more than anything of what the implications are on the shoulder joint by going that wide. When I take my hands out like this, what it does is it takes my elbows out with it. If I go wide on the bar, the elbows go out with it. The further back my elbows get to the point where we can exaggerate it to do the overhead press behind the neck, we know that we're actually fighting the natural angle of our shoulder joint called the scapular plane, which angles forward about 45 degrees. To get optimal desired movement in your shoulder, you want to have your arm angled forward about 45 degrees from straight horizontal here. All right, so we can do that just by narrowing up our grip on the bar. You might find that you're actually even a little bit stronger in here because your body's tighter, you have more core strength and stability from below, and you actually get some tricep activation and assistance as well. So we wanna make sure that we're narrowing up that grip, and what it does is it takes those elbows from that wide position, it puts them out in front of the body, mirrors that scapular plane, and allows us to press up nice and strong. Guys, it's not going to sacrifice your form, it's not gonna sacrifice the weight you can press, but it's going to save you in the long run. So make the switch. And last but not least guys we get into the barbell row, another great compound movement here, a great pulling exercise if done correctly and once again we're caring about those shoulders. And we're talking about even elevation here. You're probably thinking elevation, but you're bent over your guys, it's not about the position of your body in space necessarily, it's more about the position of your joints in relation to other parts of your body regardless of your position in space. And the barbell row is a perfect example here. If I go extra wide and I pull up on the bar I'm limiting a couple things. Number 1, I'm limiting the amount of adduction that my arms can get to my sides. How close I can get my arms to my sides for better lat activation. We know that the best lat activation is going to come from having our arms in tight. Not only that, we know the best carryover effect to some of the other big exercises like the deadlift is going to be when we can get our arms adducted tightly into our sides, which is why we concentrate so much in Athlex on straight arm pushdowns. But regardless of that, better lat activation is going to come from having your elbows in. The way we can do that is to have our grip narrower once again. And not only that, we look at that position. If I'm up here doing the row, I mentioned elevation before. You can see it. Just because I'm bent over doesn't mean that I don't have elevation of the shoulder here. And Once again, with internal rotation, with the weight being pulled downward and my hands and shoulders being pulled downward into internal rotation. We can get our arms in here, a little bit tighter, elbows closer to the side, and pull. And If anything, our arms are now traveling with more desire to be externally rotated as I pull up and into extension this way and open my chest up. So again, one small change. Might make a world of difference for you, and it's not going to compromise the results that you see from this powerful exercise. So, there you have it, guys. Seven exercises that are being done everywhere and now being done by you, hopefully, right every single time. Guys, I say it all the time you gotta train hard. You gotta train smart, and if you do, you'll train forever. If you're looking for programs, guys, that do that for you and lay it out step by step, all of our ATHLEANX programs are available over at ATHLEANX.com. In the meantime, if you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know what else you wanted to cover, and I'll do my best to do that for you in the days and weeks ahead. And if you haven't already, guys, please click the subscribe button and turn on your notifications so you never miss a video when it's published. All right, guys, I'll see you again soon.